Every single Friday since May of 1974, a group of runners have been meeting at UFT's Hart House Gym to race on their indoor track. This particular Friday in November was no exception. During the race, the facility remains open, and the 15 runners here to do battle stand on either side of the tiny orange rubber track, ready to jump on. They count down from five, step onto the track, and go. It's only eight feet wide, the equivalent of about two full lanes, so it's crowded. And they get moving fast. Today's distance, one mile. On this week's episode of the ShakeOut Podcast, a 43-year Canadian running tradition on one tiny, weird little track. Hart House is the sprawling student center for the university. It was designed by architect Henry Sporat, who also did the Royal York Hotel, and it took eight years to build. It was finished in 1919 in the Gothic Revival style, so it's built of stone and wood, and it is grand. It was created as a place for intellectual, cultural, and recreational activities. It contains a theater, a library, an art deco swimming pool, an art gallery with group of seven paintings, and, of course, the gymnasium. The gymnasium is unlike any you've ever seen. Walking inside, the space is trapped in time. Despite having all the equipment you'd expect in a modern gym, treadmills, elliptical machines, and spinning bikes, the structure of the space, with its high arch ceilings, exposed wooden beams, and sculptural detailing, are an unchanged shell of the Gothic style from its original construction. It's like a modern gym placed inside an English castle. The most striking and bizarre feature of the Hart House gym is its tiny and labyrinthian indoor track. The track itself spans the two distinct rooms that make up the gym. On the one side, the track is elevated, and you look down about 15 feet to the basketball court below, with nothing but a thin railing keeping you from spoiling a pickup game. To complete a full lap, you've got to run through the arched opening of the stone wall. The track then wraps around the other room, circling the treadmills and weights. It's even banked on its corners. Its start and finish is marked with a plaque on the wall that simply says, one mile equals 11.5 laps. Conventional tracks are either 400 or 200 meters. If you do the math, one lap around the Hart House track is exactly 139 meters. Gee, I don't even know my time. Um, I didn't see what time we, we started. I think we were a minute late. I think it was okay. Maybe five and a half, something like that. Ira Wells, at 35, is the winner of today's mile race. Back in 1974, the small group that got together each Friday was entirely male. And I, I had been running in high school. I was a competitive runner in high school. Not, not outstanding, but <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> anyway, when, when I came back, I was looking for a place to train, to do weight training and running and this sort of thing. And uh, I checked out Hard House. I liked the track. And I started to run. 
in late uh, 68 on my own and try to build up my, my uh, speed and distance. And I couldn't help but notice there were a few other guys there, younger than I was, who were of similar ilk. They were pushing themselves, they were uh, trying to improve. So we introduced ourselves to each other and uh, we started to run together. It started off that we decided we'd like to train to run five miles. And, and, and we did. The guys used to, to compete so hard that it wasn't unusual for, for one of the guys to, to, to puke over the rail on the people <laughs> exercising below. I mean, we were, we were nutty, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's Sherwin Desser, who was an assistant professor of parasitology at the university when he helped found the Hardhouse Group. He's now 80 years old and retired, but still makes it out pretty much every Friday to race. Yeah, well, when we started our, our five-mile races, especially in the early 70s, several of us were running uh, five miles in under 30 minutes, and the new people who were serious runners wanted to, to, to enter the club, so to speak. But one of our, our, our best runners ran five miles in 26.10 on that track, which is really something. And uh, many of us ran under 28. It wasn't long until a pioneering group of women noticed the weekly race. Rena Knox, a recently retired legal counselor, was one of the first women to run with the group and jumped into the race uninvited. They were running these races on the Friday and the one we broke into, I think it was 19, 1977, there were about five of us decided we were going to run that Friday race because they really were by invitation, meaning the same guys ran it. And we ran it and a few of the girls went to the after party. I didn't go, I didn't have the courage. But that's how it all started. And then we just persisted. And the thing is, I was right. They were fun. As the group embraced an inclusive membership, its numbers grew. The type of people who joined us over the years, ranging from professors to uh, doctors, dentists, lawyers, and most markedly, the thing I'd like to emphasize, generations of students, undergraduate students who come and get their degrees and move on, graduate students, of, of the professors who, who were part of the group and beyond, and people who happened to notice on, uh, on Wednesdays when we did circuits or Fridays when we did our five-mile race and were interested in running. So we attracted a very large and diverse group of people. There is no tryout and no club banner on the wall. The only semblance of an organized group is a thin sheet of paper that is pinned on a bulletin board outside the entrance of the gym. It reads, All runners, fast or slow, welcome. No registration, just show up at 1220 on Fridays. Sherwin explains that recruitment has never been formal. People saw our group running and doing circuits Wednesdays, five miles Fridays, and if they were interested in running, even if I saw people on the track and saw that they were semi-serious runners, I approached them. I said, well, come on, join us. Oh, no, we can't run with you. I said, what do you mean? He says, oh, there's no way I can run that fast. I said, yeah, but if you look, there's a whole range of runners, ranging from, from speedsters to, to, to people who are running well. You start and you fit into the place you're comfortable. And before long, you'll be wanting to move up the ladder. And that's how it works. 
But I, I said, I guarantee you that after a little while, you'll be doing much better than you're doing now. And Ira Wells, who won the mile, remembers this unusual initiation into the weekly ritual. Yeah, there was certainly no kind of formal invitation. I mean, I think they put up posters sort of saying anyone who's interested can come out and do it. But um, I think it's, you know, probably Sherwin or one of the other runners just kind of said, you know, just sort of forced me onto the track at one point. They probably just kind of grabbed me by the arm and said, come out and row, or, or just challenged me, probably just said, suggested that I couldn't uh, do this. They love to josh one another and sort of uh, mess around and, and trash talk gently, which is, but that's totally part of the part of the group and the, part of the dynamic. So they, they probably sort of suggested that I was a wimp and couldn't possibly do it. And that's probably why I did it the first time. Only two of the original members from the 1970s remain with the group. Since the days of the weekly five-mile race, that format has changed to include distances from one mile up to a maximum of three miles in order to accommodate beginners as well as the more senior runners. Younger runners like Ira and another runner, Reggie Matson are integral to ensuring this group that has met every Friday for decades will continue to get together. And we, the older folks, appreciate very much that Reggie and Ira have joined us because they uh, epitomize our, our attitudes and our spirits and our competitiveness and our supportive uh, attitude towards each other and our humor, which is off the wall, as you might have gathered. So we're delighted to have Reggie and Ira around because as we older people pass off the scene, we know that our, our traditions will be carried on by these two young guys. They'll attract more young people and, and our, our legend, so to speak, will live. It's funny, when we asked Ira what he thought his significance to the group was, he downplayed it speaking instead of how important the group has been for him. Well, it's a huge inspiration for me to um, be running with people who are, well, I think our, I think our senior member now is 80 and uh, again, every decade in between. Um, so it is, it, it's inspirational to see the kind of shape that, that, um, that some of these people are in and um, just to know the history that goes into this group and the, um, you know, just the sheer, you know, they've been around that track just millions of times and they've put so much sweat into that track and they've just made it such a part of their lives. And so there's, there's, it's definitely an inspiration to be involved with. I don't know how much of a, you know, I think they enjoy the fact that there are, there are younger members of the group and, and to get a sense that it will go on is probably, um, that probably makes them feel good. But, um, you know, if I'm sure that, you know, they just love running and they'll, they'll continue for as long as they can. Sherwin, on the other hand, sees Ira and other young runners like him as an essential part of keeping this weekly, decades-long tradition alive. I would like this thing to, to, to go on. And right now, uh, Reggie, <coughs> Reggie and uh, Ira are the, the two stalwarts who are, who are going to do it. So after we're gone, there'll still be something to remind people of us. <laughs> To Sherwin, the weekly race has been an outlet and an anchor in his life, consistent and reliable, as unchanging as the track in which they run. Over the years, many of us have suffered uh, very stressful periods in our lives, broken marriages, deaths in the family, trouble with children, and all that sort of thing. And yeah, the running physically is great. It's good for your, your physiology, your health. But to me, equally important 
was the psychological and mental benefits of having this stress relief, both in the, in the form of exercise and socialization with the group. Uh, I can't tell you how important that is and how it's helped many of us get through very difficult periods in our lives. The running provides competition for all of the runners. And as Ira describes it as an intergenerational, almost timeless rivalry. They are an intensely competitive bunch of people, um, crazily intense. Um, and I think that if you look back through the years, they, they've kept, they've been meticulous in their record keeping over the past 30 or 40 years uh, in terms of who placed when. And, and, and it is a race. Like they're not, they're not joking around here. Like they, they really do run flat out, uh, for whatever the distance is. And they, and they try to win, you know, I, I know what, what their times were when they were my age and, uh, they were incredibly fast. And so there's a kind of intergenerational competitiveness. That's, that's kind of unique about the group and a lot of fun. And in turn, the competition has created bonds, the closeness that allows the kind of teasing and trash talk that only exists among the most intimate of relationships. And they would own, they own this track, and they scream track if you were in their way. And in their dismay, one or two of them mooned you, elbowed you. It was all normal. It was good. It was another... After the mile race on this particular Friday, we spoke with one of its last remaining original runners, Mike Yelland, as well as the youngest member of the group, Diana, who is a fourth-year undergraduate student at the university. You know, it's good. It's always good to have uh, companionship. I think, I think what's kept me going for 40-odd years here is uh, the fact that you're running with people and you know who they are. It, it's different than just getting up in the morning and putting on your running shoes and running around the streets. It, it definitely, I know I got a face dog every week. So, uh, you know, so it makes it, makes it uh, that's a motivator. I think that's why a lot of us could keep going for so long is the, uh, like it's the social slash competitive aspect of it. Diana, how did it go today? It went okay. I'm pretty sleep deprived, but I think I got about 6.45 for the one mile. Oh, that's great. Slower time for me, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. I came out and now I'll go nap. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. was worth it. Yeah. How long have you been with the group? Uh, I accidentally stumbled into them the first race of the year this year. So I've been going every week since September 8th. Wow. Yeah. And, and you now, must like it since you keep coming back. I adore it. And I keep trying to get more of my young friends to come out and join it because it's worth it. It's a group of amazing humans who get together and run. And it's an incredible thing that's been going on since 1970. <laughs> when you stand on the track at Hart House, you can tell that it's a place built on history and tradition. One of these traditions occurs every Friday at the oddly measured, eccentric little orange track with a rowdy group of runners doing battle with each other and their former selves. When we asked Sherwin what the actual name of the run group is, he replied, the Friday running group. It's simple and describes perfectly what they do and have done since that first race back in 1974. They run on Fridays. We'd like to thank Harthouse Athletics for allowing us into the gym and speak with the runners. We would especially like to thank the runners of the Friday Running Group for sharing their thoughts with us. Thanks for listening this week. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Google Play, and wherever else you like to listen to your podcasts. Make sure to also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Shakeout Podcast. And check out our show notes this week for a bonus video of the mile race from this Friday.